What is up, guys? It is the Blue Bloods coming back at y'all with another exclusive interview. And a bunch of you guys messaged me to get this guy on the show, so I had to deliver for y'all. We got D. Anderson, Alabama AM wide receiver, also was a SWAC All-American this year in his first year in the SWAC, and also led the SWAC in receiving touchdowns with over 11 receiving touchdowns. This guy was unstoppable all year long. But D, appreciate you coming on the show, man. No, no problem at all. Thanks for having me on the show. For sure. But, man, we got to go all the way back. Listen, I know it's been a long time, man. We got to go back to Texas high school football, a consensus four-star recruit. Who recruited you the hardest out of high school, and what was your recruitment process like coming out of high school? Let me just say this first. Texas is the best high school football in the world. But uh, who recruited me first? The first team to recruit me was actually Boise State. I got that offer, and then that's when the offer just kept on rolling in. And then I ended up with my LSU offer, which, you know, I committed my sophomore year. And it was just, yeah, that's how the recruitment started off. (laughs) So the blue turf didn't sell you, man? You you didn't want to go play on the blue turf? I like like the blue turf. My brother went there, played there. Well, my play brother, somebody I grew up with, he played there. And I just ain't, that wasn't my vibe. (laughs) <laughs> man, it gets real cold up in Boise, man. Once it hits like November, December, way too cold. But, man, talk about your decision, you know, to commit to LSU. Like you said, you committed very early on in your recruitment process. What sold you on LSU? And, you know, what, was it teammates, coaches, the environment? Talk about why you committed to LSU so early. My recruiting class, I had Devin White, Michael Devaney, Stephon Sutton, all of us were close guys. We, we, we knew each other during high school, through high school, so – us talking and the family environment and the coaching staff that was at LSU, everything there just sold me at that time. Absolutely. And so you end up transferring out of LSU after the national championship season, man. You decide to go to Oklahoma State to play for Mike Gundy. And listen, I mean, that that's all awesome. you've got two great programs that you've been playing for. What played in your decision to go to Oklahoma State? And why did you decide to transfer out of that program after a season? Um my my decision to go to Oklahoma State, me and Coach Dunn talk, Casey Dunn. Um, we had a good conversation, thought everything was going to be a perfect fit when I came in. Um, and shoot, came in, it wasn't everything that was said to me. So I decided to leave and give myself the best opportunity to put up the most stats. Absolutely, man. Listen, they, they missed you this year on that offense, that offensive time. Oh, yes, they, they needed a big-time wide receiver. They yeah. they probably wish they had you in the Big 12 championship, man. But listen, you transferred to Alabama A&M and – Listen, they're coming off a SWAC championship. You have a kill glass. You have a high-flying offense. They're, you guys were like six, seven deep at wide receiver. What yes, sold sir. you on Alabama A&M as your final stop in college? My final stop, the only reason, I mean, not the only reason, but the reason that really sold me, no lie, is a quill glass. Great quarterback, great dude. Love being around him this time that we had together. And he really, he's the main factor that sold me. Of course, the coaching staff and everything, but he sold me. Absolutely, man. Listen, so you talk about a kill. Describe what it was like playing with him, and on top of that, you guys had so many receivers. I mean, from Hilaire to Abdul to to Juice to you. How competitive was it at practice between the wide receivers and in games to get get the targets, get the catches, and get all the stats up? 
Oh yeah, it was it was it was a uh, competition every day in practice and through the game. We we had a little thing that said who was the standard. It started only for the receivers though. So like Abdul say he'll have a hundred yard game a touchdown. He'll be leading in the stats. He'd be like he the standard. So at practice during the next week, we trying to be the standard. Who got the best stats? Who got the best? You know what I'm saying? But the whole receiver group and the quarterback, amazing. Love them. Each guy had their own strengths. So, I, I mean, that's why we was number one in everything this year. <laughs> hey, that's, that's, that's the fact that Akil took it and won SWAC Offensive uh, Player of the Year. And, and I believe yes, you, you guys had both the first team wide receiver spots and you on the second team. I mean, I think almost yes, every sir. wide receiver got an award. So how big how big of an honor was it to be named a SWAC All-American in your first season in this conference? Um, this is actually my first time hearing that. So I love it. That's, that's, that's great news. Honestly. I mean, I feel like I earned it. It wasn't given. I earned it. I worked for it and hey, it's a great feeling to be called all American. Absolutely, man. So as you, let's look back as your at your season as a whole, I mentioned you led the SWAC in receiving touchdowns this year. What grade would you give your 2021 season to Alabama A&M? Ooh. I'm hard on myself. So I, I say I give myself a good B minus. It wasn't I mean, of course I I was the leading receiver in touchdowns and stuff, but I feel like it was it was things that I left on the field. I, I had about three drops this year. I don't I don't like that. And I feel like personally I could have had more yards and stuff, but hey, make the best of the opportunity I get. I like it, man. Listen, every yes, player sir. I have on here is so tough. Like, I mean, we had Eric Berry, the Walter Payton Award runner-up, and he was like, yeah, I got myself like a C-minus. I was like, yeah, how can yeah, it was literally <laughs> any better? But, man, you've played at every level of football. You played in the SEC, played in the Big 12, went, you know, played in, played in the SWAC as well. What was the biggest difference between FBS and FC, FCS football, if there was any? Uh, the biggest difference, I say, is – Cause it's dogs on every level. Every level I played on, there's dogs. Um, I say the only really difference is the facilities and things like that, like facilities, training table, things like that. But every level I've been to has always been dogs. So, hey. I, I listen. I like the message, man. There's too many FBS fans that just dismiss the FCS level, don't watch it, or don't think you see draft time. They always pick you guys apart compared to the right. FBS guys in terms of film study and things like that. So I think it's good to bring awareness that there's athletes at every level of college football. But man, we got to go back all the way to when you step foot on campus as a freshman at LSU until now. This D. Anderson we just saw become an All American. How has your game evolved over these five, six years throughout your college football career? Uh, my game evolved. I say the biggest thing in my game is technique and then me knowing defenses and offenses, being football smart, having football IQ. So before the play, I can tell you what defense they're running and what's going to be open, like from what the quarterback should see. We can tell – I can tell you what – like supposed to happen really almost. I mean, that's the biggest thing in my game. I mean, technique wise, I don't got bigger, I don't got faster, stronger. But the biggest thing is technique and uh football IQ. 
I mean, you got to know what you got. You have to be able to read defenses nowadays, man, especially 100%. with all the disguise coverages and things like that. So that relates to film study. And I love picking players' brains about this. How much film study do you do during game week? Like you got a huge game on Saturday from Sunday to Friday night. How much film do you watch on a team? Um, we watch, I mean, personally, we watch film three times a week from uh, all the games. So say Sunday to Friday, Sunday to Thursday. We'll, we watch film like three times a week. And then individuals, like not individual, like the quarterbacks and receivers, we'll get like a little extra film study in one time or if we need it. If we're not connecting on plays, we'll do it two times a week. Uh, I like it, man. But uh, the biggest thing I'm interested in is what do you look for when you turn on the film on a defense? Do you just study your corner matchup? Do you look at the entire defense as a whole? Kind of break down what you look for when you're watching film on a defense. First thing I look at it, I do look at corner first to see who I'm going to get, see the two corners that they have. And then I look at the tendencies that they like to have. Like if it's third and short, what, what are you playing? If it's, Second along, what type of defense are you playing? I look at it all. Oh man, I, I like it. I like it. So, as as every player has that idol that they try to mimic their game after, they watch a lot of film of in the NFL. What NFL wide receiver do you model your game after the most? Um, I always said this during high school and all. AJ Green is a top just because he is long. He's long and top, and then Calvin Johnson. That's Oh, one more. My bad. Dez Bryant. <laughs> I, I, I think of that Texas connection. I like it, man. Listen, Calvin Johnson was a stud. I, I still I still don't exactly. think people in our generation really realize how great he was because he retired as they early don't. as he did. But, man, some, some more of these lighthearted questions to kind of get to know you as a player. Okay. Are, what type of pregame routine do you have? I know some people like the music. Some people got to lay their uniform out. Some people don't have any at all. But for you, how do you get ready for the game? So I'm going to just tell you from the bus ride from the hotel. So the bus ride from the hotel, my first two songs are gospel. I don't know why, but it is. Then on the rest of the ride is R&B. I gotta slow, slow it down, get 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 my get my mind right, get everything right, and then game time when we on the field, it's young boy. I'm listening, to young boy. I'm I'm talking noise. I'm having fun. I have to laugh. I can't I can't be too serious now, but I have to, I gotta crack some smiles and some jokes. But I'm listening to young boy. I'm listening to everything to get me hyped before the game, get me right right in the right mindset. Hey, I, I like you have like a system. You're like, I'm going to calm myself down and work just up to kick off perfectly. Yes, sir. That's a perfect strategy, man. But listen, I know, listen, I know DBs. Every DB I've had on the show says they talk more trash than anybody else on the field. So for <laughs> you as a wide receiver, how much trash do you talk during the game? They must ain't went against me yet because I talk trash. <laughs> that is my, that's one of my specialties right there. Talk trash and bag it up. Oh, Talk trash, wow. bag it up, and keep scoring on you. <laughs> Man, I like it. Listen, I saw Alabama A&M. All you guys seem to talk a lot of trash at the wide receiver yes. spot. Y'all were very confident every game that I watched of you guys this year. Our receiver group is CBS. We can't be stopped. Every one of us like that. <laughs> oh, man. I, listen, that's the best nickname. I'm only referring to you guys as CBS from now on on the show. Yes, I like sir. that. But – 
when you look at a cornerback matchup for you, what's the number one mistake a corner can make when he's one on one with you in coverage? Pressing me. Don't press me. Like like Ocho said, these feet. I'm six five and move like a small dude. These feet are amazing. One on one can't be stopped. <laughs> can't y'all heard be stopped. Of, y'all are too small to be pressing him. Exactly. <laughs> y'all are too small. Oh man, listen, you played some great corners. The, the cornerback class in the SWAC this year, I think, was at an all-time high. Man, there were some great corners this year, or it you can go you can go at every stop if you want. But who are some of the best corners that you've ever faced one-on-one? Oh, the best corners I've faced one-on-one. You said from any year, right? Yeah, any year. Can it can it be from LSU or do it have to yeah. be from opposing teams? Here, how about this? You got to give me one from LSU and you got to give me one from this year. I right, one from LSU. I say you can say Tre'Davious White or Dante Jackson, either one. And oh, then yeah, from calls. this year, exactly. This year, woo. <laughs> Who is the best corner I played against this year? I don't know. I, I can't say a best corner from this year. <laughs> you had to be careful with that one. Those Slack fans will come for you real quick if you no, say the no, wrong no, no. name. It's, it's, like I said, it's some dolls and Slack, but I, I, I really don't know the names, and I don't, you know what I'm saying? So, hey, that's, that's, that's fair enough, man. That's fair enough. Man, so as you've went through your career, man, you've been through a lot of you know, trials and tribulations, transferring, going to different places, finding your footing. What keeps you motivated year in and year out to keep going and putting up the big numbers you have? I mean, I play this game because I love it. So what keeps me motivated is I love the game. This is not a game that I take for granted. Um, I grew up playing the game. And this game is, this game here, football is going to change my life, like change my family's life, change everybody's around me. Like my brother, he passed away, like one of my best friends ever. And he was here for, he was here for everything, games, everything. So that's another thing that keeps me motivated. Oh man, absolutely! I like to hear it. So, yes, man, the, NF- the NFL is the next stop for you, man. If an NFL yes, franchise asks you, what are they getting if they draft or sign D. Anderson next year? What are you telling them? They're getting a hundred percent ten worker, a changed person from, I guess, all the past things that I've done. Hundred um, percent. They're just getting a stud, like someone that's coachable, someone that loves the game, and someone's dedicated to get at all, no matter what position they put me at, anything, I will give it my 110% effort. D, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. I, I remember watching you play. I was actually a student at Auburn when you guys came to visit Auburn and you were one of the starting wide receivers. So I've seen you play yes, multiple sir. times in person. Huge fan. But listen, where can they find you? Social media, reach out, you know, any companies you want to shout out for NIL, anything like that. This time is yours to give any shout outs or say anything you want, man. Um. I, okay. Follow me on Instagram if y'all want to. My Instagram is stamped eleven. S T A M P T eleven underscore. And then if you want to follow me on Twitter, my Twitter handle is D Anderson twenty one. And I just want to give a shout out to who I want to give a shout out to Alabama and them forever LSU. We bleed purple and gold. Graduated from LSU. Um. Shout out to Coach Gundy. Appreciate you, too. Just really a shout out to everybody that gave me an opportunity to showcase my abilities through my college career. 
Oh, man, absolutely. Guys, make sure to go follow D and his path to the NFL now that he is headed that direction. And also, the more support these players get, the more the more opportunities in terms of NIL, sponsorships, and things like that they get. So always support the always support the players. Like the video, drop up the views, and comment any anything you need to ask D and everything like that. And I'll get him the questions for you guys. But, man, D, I definitely, definitely appreciate it, man. And good luck on your NFL journey, man. I'm going to be staying in touch for sure, man. We'll we'll have to get you back on after the NFL draft and everything like that, man. Yes, sir. I appreciate you so much. Absolutely. But, guys, for D, myself, and the Blue Bloods, we are out. (laughs) 